This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 543 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by Equestrian Collections. Hi, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from Dr. Jeff Tucker. Dr. Tucker graduated from New York State College of Veterinary Medicine. He was trained in dentistry by his mentor, Dr. Jack Lowe, using horsemanship as a basis of learning the horse's trust and using his hand as a speculum. He has always believed that dentistry is an important part of veterinary medicine and made it an integral part of his practice from the very beginning. These days, Dr. Tucker travels across the country practicing his craft. Today, floating incisors. But first, a word about today's sponsor, EquestrianCollections.com. When dedicated equestrians need quality name-brand products for themselves, their horses, or their stables, they go to EquestrianCollections.com. Why, you may ask? Because of the astounding variety of top name-brand products that can be found there. EquestrianCollections.com knows that you want products that you can count on, and they have thousands of them available at competitive prices. And they don't stop there. You can also take advantage of savvy shopper email programs, rider reward programs for your stable or club, and even sign up for special unlimited shipping. No matter whether you jump in the meter 15 classes, chase equitation points all the way to Congress or to the Nationals, or just enjoy Big Sky Country aboard your horse, EquestrianCollections.com has the name brand products and great service that you need to help you enjoy your horse time to the fullest. Visit them today, EquestrianCollections.com. Now, enjoy today's tip. And Dr. Jeff Tucker, dentist extraordinaire and man of strong opinions, is here with us again today to tell us about incisors. Do they get filed? Don't they get filed? And why? Well, this is a really uh, interesting subject that Genesis goes back to, um, I'd say, the mid-'80s when one of the uh, dentists, equine dentists, decided that he would start filing the front teeth because this was something that people see. All you have to do is park the lips, and anybody, any horse owner can see the, lip, the front teeth, the incisors, the six on top, six on the bottom. And he started to file them to make them perfect. And uh, as he said to a friend of mine, um, this is a new profit center, and that's how the incisor reduction started. You must understand that no science has ever been done that confirms uh, the importance or the uh, efficacy of filing the front teeth. Uh, second, uh, in 2003, I went to the uh, – well, let me just tell you what size reduction is. The theory is to file the front teeth so that all teeth are the same length from gum to chewing surface. The idea behind that is – People believe that the front teeth touch, and and through that, you get a balance with where the jaw attaches to the skull, so that it's the teeth in front and the two temporal mandibular joints in the back. It gets a, a triangular shape or a three-point balancing thing. This is what everyone talks about. Uh, there's something called a lateral excursion where they also look at the front teeth and they try to adjust those teeth to make sure that the, 
jaw moves equally side to side. And the third thing uh, within size reductions is, uh, uh, what was the third thing? See, I don't believe in it, so I have trouble remembering all this stuff. <laughs> so let me get this right, because you're getting into sections and I'm trying to figure this out. So peel open old Charger's lips and look at his incisors from the front. If left to Mother Nature at the age of 13, mm-hmm. and I'm looking straight ahead at Charger, uh, will his – aren't they all the same length? Isn't that – normal what they do they kind of look like the same length to me uh not always they can be um uh, longer on one side shorter on the other uh they can be shorter on the outside and longer in the middle uh creating what they call a smile an upside down smile or regular smile i've never seen that how fascinating the third thing that they say is after filing down the back teeth uh, now they don't come together, so now you have to file the front teeth down so the back teeth come together. Um, and and nobody, to my um, um, acceptance, has discussed um, any scientific study that's been done to prove that this is necessary. And it was interesting because in nineteen two, uh, pardon me, two thousand and three, I went to Glasgow, Scotland, to the British Equine Veterinary Association's meeting where they had a big deal on equine dentistry. And there's a researcher there named Dr. Patty Dixon who's done more research on equine dentistry than almost anybody, good research. And I was lucky that the uh, conference coordinator knew that I'd come from America just to talk or just to find out about dentistry. So she arranged a lunch with me and Dr. Dixon and so there's nobody else around, and we had a good heart-to-heart talk. And over lunch, he says, um, tell me what you think about incisor reduction. I said, well, I think it's um, unethical, wrong, and not proven in science. I said, um, in fact, uh, I believe that everything that causes the changes in the incisors comes from the back teeth. And here's Dr. Dixon with his eyebrows popping up, and he says, you know, that's exactly what we're finding over here. And he said, furthermore, we find that the incisors have a softer enamel, which is the hard part of the tooth, than Mm -hmm. the uh, cheek teeth, which are the back teeth, uh, what we call the premolars and the molars. Mm -hmm. And he says, if we take care of the back teeth, the front teeth will take care of themselves. I said, hallelujah, thank you for saying that. He said, furthermore, one of your colleagues uh, in America uh, has been doing incisor reductions, and he just recently killed a horse from that process. Ew. and I said to him, uh, it's not the first horse that's died from having its uh, front teeth filed. And what's happened is we talked in another tip about removing uh, tooth. And you said, is it possible to remove too much tooth? I said, no, a dentist is only supposed to remove excess tooth. Well, in incisor reduction, they actually remove chunks of teeth. So now they're cutting down into what's called the pulp, uh, which is, has the vital part of the tooth, the sensitive part. And some of these horses, if it gets down too low, will get an infection that travels up into the bone and the horse can no longer eat. And many horses have died. And unfortunately, nobody's documenting this that I've seen. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, if one of the horses died from this procedure, it's probably one too many. And I yeah. re- reconsider incisor reductions. So. Now. Okay. Oh, Go ahead. So, 
filing them off for the sake of making them look pretty, that's a no-brainer. Don't need to do that. So if you have a horse whose incisors are wonky looking, to put it in layman's terms, that means that there's something going on in the back of the jaw that has created what you're seeing on those incisors. Is that how it works? That's correct. Okay. I got it. And my, and my belief is the number one reason for uh, an uneven incisor is pain from sharp teeth so the horse is no longer chewing comfortably and effectively, but it's chewing lopsided. It's like a pebble in one of your shoes and it's been in there for a while. You're going to start walking funny if you avoid putting weight on the shoe with a pebble in it because it hurts. Mm-hmm. And it'll get your whole skeleton out of whack. This is my theory. It's, nobody's been able to disprove it, but I feel confident because once I take care of the back teeth and make them feel comfortable, the horse seems to chew just fine. So uh, that's the cause. Now let me ask you a couple other questions. There's tons of horses out there that don't have any front teeth. They have been lost to cancer, they've been kicked out, or they've been worn out through cribbing. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But... Has anybody stepped back and actually looked at these horses that have these funky incisors and looked at the body condition of the horse? They're usually pretty fat. (laughs) Now, see, we have one at the barn right now, no front teeth, been cribbing his whole life, looks like a fence rail. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But he has other – I don't think it's because he doesn't have any front teeth. I think there's something else going on there. (laughs) Exactly. Because – Again, I've got pictures and pictures of horses with no front teeth. Um, if you look at all the ruminants out there, cows, sheep, goats, deer, they have no upper front teeth. Just by definition of a ruminant, there's no front teeth on, on the upper incisors. And they seem to do just fine. But they're designed for that. Mother Nature designed them that way. A horse, they kind of designed them to have teeth in the front. Yeah, that's a great, a great uh, uh, assumption. But if that's the case, how come all these horses that don't have teeth are still fat? In fact, I would challenge, I mean, I'll get one person that says, yes, I've got a skinny parrot-mouthed horse. But every horse that I've seen with parrot mouth where the front teeth don't even come together is usually fat and happy. Right. Well, I think, I think too, that a horse that is genetically designed with a parrot mouth that the teeth don't match, or even, is it the, could they call it undershot when the lower jaw sticks out instead of the upper jaw, um, right. have come across many of those, and they just figure it out and adapt to their life versus a horse who has been cribbing for 10 years, has worn off his incisors in the top, so he's got a lot of underlying issues. Not only has he worn off all of his teeth, he's probably got a lot of other stuff going on in there too. Cribbing is certainly a mental issue. Um, yeah. But let's just talk about the physical issue. Um, the people who feel like you need to reduce the incisors to have the back teeth meet, I see a lot of horse, I, every time I eat a salad or a piece of steak or something, my, my teeth don't come together, period. And when I'm sitting here talking with you, my teeth are not coming together. And when I'm sitting here watching a television show, my teeth are not coming together. So how many times do our teeth actually come together? You know, the human, my dentist says that we chew 2,000 times a day, 
and a horse chews 10 to 40,000 times a day. But in that chewing motion, they're putting food between the teeth. So how important is it that incisors come together while the horse chews? It's well, nailed. is that a case of they need to come within a certain distance of each other? Otherwise, sure. you're going to have to put an entire flake of hay between the top and bottom jaw before any grinding happens. No. I, no, it's not going to happen because the front teeth will wear down. See, that's the thing about That's why we come back and float teeth every six months. They're constantly erupting. You know, the guy goes in there with a laser level today and makes the teeth perfectly balanced and come back in a month when they chewed 750,000 times and the teeth aren't perfectly balanced anymore. They have gone to where the horse feels comfortable. And I find that if I just float away the sharp points in a horse, the horse will chew and in about two years, which is like four floats every six months, those teeth actually move from being misaligned to aligned as if they're wearing braces. That's it. it. We're going to put the braces guys out of business. Folks, instead of getting braces for your 13-year-old, feed them an apple. Well, <laughs> and file just, their teeth. <laughs> let me just put it. What I'm trying to say is, teeth are dynamic in the in the mouth. They constantly mm-hmm. move, mm-hmm. and by taking away the pain, they actually will move into the position where they feel the most comfortable. And the incisors will do the same thing. The bottom line is, after fifty thousand floats in my career, I've never once done an incisor reduction, and I never once had a horse had a problem because the incisors weren't done. And furthermore, every man or every dentist who goes out there and does the incisor reduction and you get improvement doesn't do just the incisor reduction. They go back and they remove the sharp points and they remove the hooks. And then they tell you that it could be done without the incisor reduction. And I'm saying that's not good science. You didn't do just one or the other. You did the whole shooting match. And now the person believes that the incisor reduction was the key to the horse starting to chew again which is what happened with your horse. Right, because he said yeah. that the reason that the front ones were crooked is because the back ones were so fouled up, right. and so he did both. But you're saying oh, that there's no scientific evidence that says if you fix the molars, the incisors will fix themselves. Dr. Dixon believes that you take care of the cheek teeth, and the incisors won't be an issue. And keep in mind... If just one horse, and I've known several horses that have died from incisor reductions, you know, that's way too many for me. It's not a necessary procedure, and I'm going against the grain of most equine dentists out there. And if there's an equine dentist listening to this right now and he's screaming and jumping up and down, I apologize. But show me the proof. Show me how incisor reductions alone are important and saves the horse's life. It just doesn't. It's just... Uh, another way that you can get in to to pronounce it, your way of doing something is better. But, you know, it's just, I'm just saying, after 50,000 floats, I think I've got enough under my belt to, to pretty much say that incisor reductions are not that important. So, there we go. So, Dr. Tucker says, before you go filing those incisors, make daggone sure you really need to, because you probably don't. That's it. Well, thank you once again for the fantastic information and for letting us know exactly how you feel about incisor reduction. And that was great stuff. I didn't realize that the different the front teeth and the back teeth had different densities and all that kind of cool stuff. So thank you very much for, for uh, educating me further on equine dentistry, and uh, we'll see you next time. Super. Thanks, Jennifer.
Who knew? All that cool stuff about incisors. To listen to all of Dr. Tucker's tips, just go to horsetipdaily.com and go to the experts drop-down menu on the left. All of our experts are right there, alphabetized and easy to find. You can also go to Dr. Tucker's website at equinepractice.com. And while you're there, you can download his fantastic book, 10 Irrefutable Laws of Horsemanships. It's a great read and a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but oh, so very true. Great gift idea, too. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover. You can subscribe to all of the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. (laughs) 